Okay, so I was thinking back, um, preparing for this episode, um, and I'll share a, a brief little story here, and uh, and we can respond to this. So years ago, I was playing hockey and not paying attention, and I got blindsided with a hit, which absolutely dropped me to the ground, and I couldn't breathe because uh, just knocked the wind right out of it. So the hit quite literally took my breath away. Now, we're not talking about that in this this episode, but when was the last time your breath has been taken away? By, like, getting hit with something? No, no, I think uh, op- emotionally, when was your breath taken away last? Well, Frank, I'd have to say on my wedding day when I saw Ashley come up the aisle. Well played. I hope she actually listens to this episode <laughs> so she can hear this. Ashley, when you hear this in 2027... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome welcome to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Uh, we have a, a very special guest with us today. Uh, Bill, can you introduce her to us? Yes. We have a very special guest, Katie Angle, who is a huge Top Gun fan and a close friend of Frank and me. Yeah, and also a uh, wife of Dave Kitchen, who's been on the podcast for a number of episodes. Yeah. So we should probably let Kate talk, right? <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I'm thrilled. I'm honored to be here, and I am ready to give your listenership everything they could otherwise read on songfacts.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You've done the, the right amount, the right I, type of research here. I, I do listen. I do listen to the podcast, and... I, I I came prepared. I am ready. So so Kate is the the biggest Top Gun fan that I know of, anyways. And uh, this episode is it's not just very special because of our very special guest, but I think it's also very special because we're going to try our very best to coincide the release of this episode with the release of a uh, cultural phenomenon, and that would be the release of the newest Top Gun movie. What's it called? Top Gun Maverick? Yes. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. All right. Well, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Did anyone do a deep dive into the history of the band Berlin? I did a dive in so much as that I realized that they're actually not from Europe or Germany. They're an American band. I had said earlier, I watched a full documentary in German, and then I realized they're just an American band. But kudos to Germany, because that was a fantastic documentary. I don't know if it was in their, if they have a public broadcaster or whatever, but it was really good. Mm -hmm. And thank you for putting subtitles on it. Yeah. I I mean I looked up Berlin but like none of the songs I recognized which I that wasn't it wasn't off to a great start. I was like I don't know that song. I don't know that song. They apparently took off in Europe these songs, mm-hmm. but they're a little racier. The okay. one was called Sex. Yes. Oh yeah, I did yeah. see that. Yeah, I did and that, that video too. is quite racy and they're more new wave style. Yeah. This song is so unrelated to the other Berlin songs that mm-hmm. I feel like is not a lot to say other than this song led to the destruction of Berlin. Yeah. Because poor John Crawford, the other so there's Terry Nunn and John Crawford. Yeah. Ooh, there's a drummer too. Yeah. Is there a drummer? I, there is. That's definitely. Yes. Yeah. I think definitely Robert West. Yeah. Okay, let's, we'll yeah, I that. think she describes it as like this was one of the nails in the coffin yeah. for this band that mm-hmm. this song because it was it was not one John Crawford wanted to do. Well, yeah, because he he didn't write the song, right? Right. So it was he had no like sort of no love for it whatsoever because it wasn't really a Berlin song. It was a uh, it was written for the movie and uh, and basically they just. Uh, Terry Nunn's voice on it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't think even on the on the soundtrack. Why? Well, I'm guessing here, but if 
I don't think Berlin actually played on the soundtrack. I think the the, the music was already pre-programmed and they just had Terry come in and, and do the vocals. I could be completely wrong, which I usually am. But Let's yeah. look it up before Let's, we... I want to see that. Well, I, I watched the clip of the... Because it won the Academy Award. And I watched the clip of it, the presentation. And she didn't actually say Berlin, which I didn't... Maybe that connects to what Frank's just saying. She she announced the songwriters and she said performed by... And she didn't actually mention uh, Berlin in oh, okay. the, uh, when she was introducing the nominees. So huh. you might not be wrong, Frank. I might not be wrong. You this, might be... Listeners, this is a first. I might not be wrong. <laughs> Top Gun, Take My Breath Away, performed by Melba Moore and Lou Rawls, music by Giorgio Moroda, lyric by Tom Whitlock. And the winner is... Uh, the winners are Giorgio Moroda and Tom Whitlock for Take My Breath Away from Top Gun! So the history of the songs, we don't need to talk so much about Berlin as we need to talk about Giorgio Moroder and Tom Whitlock. Yeah. So, yeah, Georgina Morador. Is that, is that, that's wrong? That's, yeah, that's okay. that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Georgina Morador wrote the music for this song, right? He. Is it Giorgio? Still Giorgio. Still Giorgio. Yeah. yeah. Georgina is uh, definitely not a name an Italian family would give their son. So Jojo Mordor. Is that no? Okay, Jojo Mordor, or what? I I I just I can't I can't do this. <laughs> okay, so so the 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 song was written like the music was written right. Mm-hmm. Um. So this dude. Giorgio or whatever. Is that right? Giorgio? Giorgio, Giorgio Morador. How did I... We can have... call Morador. Maybe yeah, it's Morador. the Morador that's throwing you yeah. off. Okay. It doesn't end in a vowel. So he came from Middle Earth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and he comes and writes the, the music for this song, right? Yeah. Well, so previously, um, we need to talk more about the movie, I think, before we jump into this, right? Because... Um, yeah. He wrote... I mean, he was tasked with writing the music for the movie, at least yeah. a lot of the music for the movie. And any of the research that I did on this, which was, again, probably two websites, but uh, one of them definitely spoke about uh, the movie was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and... Um, Don Simpson. Thank you, Don Simpson. I can still see it in the bold text yeah. <laughs> in the credits. Tony but, Scott, Jerry Bruckheimer. But... Uh, um, they got use of all the like air forces, like bases and planes and, and uh, like all the locations for free, but the air force had like final say on all the, on all the, the script and how it was, uh, how it was presented. So essentially this was just a giant recruiting tool for the, for the United States air force. Really? Yeah. And it, and it Clever. did its job. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had yeah. they shot the amount of people who applied for the air force apparently went through the roof. They probably thought there was something to that with uh, the romantic nature of being in that. Clearly, this movie depicts about what it's like being the best fighter pilot in the Navy. Yeah, exactly. All you need to do is become the best fighter pilot, and then you get to hook up with Kelly McGillis. Exactly. It's a very simple uh, sort of uh, campaign for for recruiting, right? So with the recording of the music for this was going on while the film was being done the mm-hmm. music comes afterwards yeah. does, i guess that's how it goes in movies usually i don't think they write movies around songs okay. necessarily yeah i think they should do except for that. that thing you do yeah okay now for this one then they're watching clips of the movie and then writing these songs yeah and it from what i gather they needed a love theme and he locked himself into like a like this closet where he kept his synthesizer like this really tiny room yeah. and he would uh do i know the name of the synthesizer i'm gonna tell Wait, you there's there's synth on this <laughs> yeah there is <laughs> the name is the dx7 synth okay so there you go he went in there and he just worked on it and he got that 
baseline. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And he's playing it and they could hear him kind of singing really badly. Yeah. Um, but he had the he had that chorus line, what he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And so that was how the music That's it. how the music came in. And previous to this, because uh he had already written well the the two that uh, that uh, wrote the song musically and lyrically had already written uh, "Danger Zone" uh, that Kenny Loggins uh, uh, sang for for the soundtrack. But uh, <laughs> what I love about this is this is probably the most '80s way that a song can come together, right? Because Giorgio goes in and his Ferrari is on the fritz or something, so it's already the the, the most '80s like scenario possible here, right? And the mechanic who's working on it is uh, Tom Whitlock, and they get talking, and, and Tom's like, "It's like, oh hey, like I write lyrics. Maybe I should write the lyrics for this song." So, like, at a Ferrari dealership or or getting his Ferrari fixed, the mechanic he like gets the mechanic to start writing the lyrics for these songs. Like, this is like, this is a movie in and of itself. It is. Yes. This it could is, have been. It could have been. This is sure. the Hallmark movie for the... <laughs> yeah. There, there's our category, yeah. right? There's the movie on the making of the movie. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so like the the uh, the, the songwriter and the, the uh, um, Ferrari mechanic lyricist come together and, and create this song, right? And uh, and But it was created specifically... Um, uh, Bill, you had mentioned previously that... Uh, the movie was sort of tested on audiences and they wanted a, a romantic sort of love scene in it. And it was written specifically for that love scene. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. Even further. Kate, do you have anything more to add to this? <laughs> we talked before that I want to make sure. No, well, we, yeah, we were, well, I, one of the things I came across in my research is they, yeah, test, they tested and the audiences wanted more. So they actually had to come back and film that scene again and make it steamier and i remember like i don't know i don't exactly remember what year it was when i first saw this but like let's just say 12 13 year old kate angle is thinking like is that what french kissing is gonna be like is like this tongue just gonna come out of nowhere (laughs) like just being like oh my goodness what were they like i know this is supposed to come later but we got to talk about this what were they thinking with that love scene like they they come together. It's clear Kelly McGillis has a different haircut and different hair color. So they have to yeah. do it all in this sort of like shadow thing. Yeah. But I don't know if it's Tony Scott saying, yeah, they've never done this in a movie. So let's just do like this French kissing thing. But when I saw it, it was like, I re- I think this is why I wasn't allowed to watch it. It's like, <laughs> just basically was pornographic. Yeah. It really it is, I guess. Yeah. At least that was what I was told in some of my youth groups that it was. <laughs> you're supposed to save that stuff. Actually, yeah. you're supposed to never do that stuff. Yeah. But, it, uh, but watching that scene, even I watched the movie last night to prepare for it. I'm like, what? 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 I know. It's, it's... it's like two people who read about french kissing in a in a manual yeah and then they or and then they went about filming it where it's like i, I don't, think this is how it, that's not how it's done at all so it, you don't lead tongue first like just like <laughs> that's right. i'm gonna demonstrate here but like like you, <laughs> that's not how it's, it's not done. generally how. i don't know but don't if know. it is like i don't know what they're thinking what aesthetic they're going for but if it was maybe it was hot for the audiences but it was like kept a young Bill Hauser from ever watching it. Yeah. It's like that was a hard PG thirteen. It was hardcore PG thirteen. So, so th- this is this is my theory. Um, so Ridley Scott, who directed Alien, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, because because there's there's the alien that shoots out of the mouth. Maybe maybe Ridley was was uh, maybe Tony Scott. Maybe this is homage to 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 his brother, right? Just like it's it's the same thing. Right? <laughs> it's a pretty good got call. This, got this idea from this movie. Maybe you can use it in your movie. <laughs> I would love to hear "Take My Breath Away" some at some point during Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So there, that's a specially made love scene. Uh, now, Giorgio Moroder. Has anyone looked into the other songs he's written? He's written a lot. He has. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I well, I'm not sure I have all the names of the songs 
But uh, I definitely came across his name yeah. on more than one occasion with him. Like, oh, that's a hit. That's yeah. a hit. Yeah, I didn't know. Never ending story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Flash okay. dance. What a feeling. Yep. And then just recently came out of retirement for Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Oh, that's right. There's a song really? called. Okay. Okay. It's called Marauder by Giorgio or yeah. Giorgio by Marauder. It's nine minutes of him talking about how he creates songs. So yeah. when you listen to that album, you'll hear him talking about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, check. Got that off my, my list. <laughs> is that like Armani by Giorgio? Marauder by Giorgio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, that is that the actually. play on? Is that what's happening there? Uh, that now makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've we got the history of the song, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess we dive into analysis. Do we? Yeah. Do, do we dive into the song here? Or, yeah. Or do we? Is is there anything more that we need to talk about the song and in relation to the movie? Top Gun is it's it's again as eighties as as a movie can be, right? And in, in terms of like the over the top sort of bombastic characters and 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 archetypes and all that other sort of fun stuff. And I feel I we would be doing. Uh, people a disservice and i know it has nothing to do with the song but it has something to do with the movie we we at least have to reference the volleyball scene right we can't not you can't can't not not. no i mean if you want to talk about it we can talk about the volleyball well it comes right before the first time we hear this love theme i think yeah and so yeah because he's late he's late and he has to use the sharp yeah Yeah, that's right right. yeah He's late. Yeah. And poor Goose had to like they were gonna win against uh, against uh, uh, Iceman and uh, a Slider. Slider, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, imagine yeah. going on the ultimate date that you want to go on, and beforehand you play beach volleyball in jeans <laughs> in the heat. So you're you're a uh, you're a man. You're a, you're a, you're you're one of those Top Gun men. Yeah. These guys sweat. And yeah. so they they take tons of showers in the movie, which implies they stink yeah. a lot. Yeah. They need a lot of showers. So he hasn't showered yet. Yeah. So pheromones are a blazing. Yeah. <laughs> which explains why she fell for him within about five minutes of him telling her yeah, he won't exactly. talk about the Migs. And, and, That's and, right. And also, and also didn't uh, you know recoil in horror when his tongue came out. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I would just be worried about the amount of chafing that would go around, like playing volleyball in jean shorts. <laughs> Was it jean shorts or jeans? No, he had jeans on. Yeah, full jeans. Full jeans. That's He's, insane. Yeah. That it's... that makes no sense to me. And everybody else. Anthony was... Edwards is wearing like the. The like jammer swim trunk type yeah, yeah, jammers. That's yeah, what yeah. they were. Yeah, and he yeah. was the only one wearing a, a shirt. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good move oh. there. I'd be the one wearing a shirt. I, it's like, and he's but he's got the the kind of quasi, um, what do you call those tank tops? Yeah. So let me try that again. I should know what a tank top is. <laughs> quasi tank quasi top. shirt. <laughs> one of those shirts without the sleeves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he's uh, it's such a bizarre. I, the movie's great. Oh, I have yeah. to say, oh, yeah. watching it is so 80s, but also so surprising and how it doesn't conform to certain stereotypes. Yeah. So this love theme is way different than what I expected, mm-hmm. even though they're, I mean, love themes are classic, Yeah. but just how they play out the love story, the dynamic between them. I know there's criticism that Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise have no chemistry, but there's something going on there with the music and they're great actors that's yeah. strong. I love the movie, so you're only going to get positive reviews from yeah. this, Mike. That's but... all what we're all about here. <laughs> yeah. But like there's the love story, but there's the there's the friendship and the connection with Goose. There's the like I can't I can't make it. They won't let you into the academy cuz you're Pete Mitchell's son. Like there's everything that Maverick's up against too. So there's there's more than one theme, I think, to the movie that allows yeah. different things for different audiences. Yeah. Plus the volleyball scene. Plus the volleyball scene. <laughs> over the top. <laughs> yeah. Which Giorgio Moroto also wrote for. That's right. Made yeah. me halfway for over the top. <laughs> yeah. A really good song from yeah. a really bad movie. Yeah. Wasn't it Sammy Hagar? That it's sang Kenny it? Loggins. Kenny. Sammy Hagar also sang a song that Tom Whitlock, I think, yeah. might have co-wrote for that yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that, so, that's what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. But made me halfway is surprisingly good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that's a that's future episode. Yeah. 
So are we going to jump into the song All right. here? I think we're ready. Yeah. So I'm not sure if people picked up on it necessarily when you listen to this song, but uh, this is a synth-heavy song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, uh, the 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 bass line is just a synth, just a guy plugging away on a on a on a keyboard, a DX7 to be a DX7 <laughs> keyboard, yes, D- synthesizer. I should say, I should right, say right. keyboard, right? Okay, well, tell this us is not, more. Well, this is this was not like when you asked me to be on the podcast. I'm like, well, I'm not. I don't have a musical background, but <laughs> Neither I do. We. But what I learned in my research is that while most synthesizer-based hits of this era were up-tempo, but this is actually a rare synth ballad. That's what I That's what I learned. And you think about it, there's not a lot of songs like this. Yeah. It, like I, it, This is going to be a challenge later for mixtape, but in terms of the both, it's, it's uh, is it down-tempo? Is that what we call it here? Down-tempo? <laughs> the way that Bill's explaining this right now, it just... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> He is he is he is really into this explanation. <laughs> I look like I'm trying to tame the two raptors in Jurassic yeah. <laughs> World as I move my arms around. We're gonna. This is a down tempo song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's but, gonna argue with? That? Yeah, but with an up tempo feel because you want to have your breath taken away. So yeah. it's not like I have no love down tempo. It's uh yeah. getting ready to get down. Yeah. Tempo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see what he did there. Getting. I'm agreeing, but I don't know what he means. But yes, I agree. <laughs> tongue first, right? <laughs> yeah. The movie taught me anything. Yeah. Lead with the tongue. Synth forward, tongue forward type Synth. of thing. <laughs> so, Bill doesn't know where to go now. Can we talk about the lyrics here? The, the lyrics from the Ferrari mechanic? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The, so, well, let's. Well, the great thing is. I don't um, even know how to talk about these. Terry lyrics. Nunn said she doesn't understand the lyrics. So, so, yeah. so the, Tom Whitlock says he still thinks it's funny that Terry Nunn has no idea what the lyrics mean. Yeah. He's like, they make perfect sense to me. Really? Okay. This is my take. This is my take on it. I think that I can see the movie in the lyrics. So, the first. Watching every motion in my foolish lover's game. Well, it's it's the whole dynamic. She's the superior and he's the foolish lover, right? She evaluates him. She watches him in the, uh, we'll fill this bl- classroom. That's the word. Thank you. And he's definitely in my foolish lover's game. Like that's Maverick, right? He's reckless. Yeah. He is... He's the whole thing. So, again, on the endless ocean, it's just the imagery of, like, the whole thing is the beach house. He rides his motorcycle. They're at the ocean. After playing volleyball. After playing volleyball. (laughs) It's like, check, got the volleyball in again. (laughs) And then, yeah, I think that's, I mean, turning and returning to some secret place inside. I mean, it's a secret romance, right? They can't, nobody can know it's happening. It's classified. She writes it on the little note. Yeah. So I mean that's that's my analysis of the first three lines of the song for sure, you know. Finally, lovers know no shame is definitely what we saw in that scene that my parents told me I couldn't, couldn't watch. watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. I, even I still tell myself I can't watch just because. <laughs> it's one of those you're you're watching, but your hands over your eyes, but you have like the, the between the fingers, you have the one eye, so you can actually. Oh no, I can't watch this. How many? How long do you think it took to film that scene? I'm thinking that's like. Imagine being Kelly McGill. It's like, what? Again? How, could be 45 minutes, an hour of filming yeah. that couple minutes scene. Oh, How, probably longer than oh that. My. That's an all day or I bet. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. That's just awful. Yeah. It's like, we got to get the light more blue in here. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. so true.
lyrics are 80s lyrics, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. Written by a Ferrari mechanic. So like, well, let's take it for what it is. <laughs> well, he said these are all word pictures that sum up to take my breath away. So he says okay. every single one of these um, pictures he's creating is to leading you to the moment of saying, take my breath away. Yeah. And she said the reason this is so powerful for her and why her vocals are so powerful is that she hadn't had a relationship in four years. And so when oh, okay. she's saying it, she is calling for this in her own life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so she said okay. this was a thing for her. So she felt it. And even John Crawford, who, you know, this killed the band and everything. But then in an interview, he kind of, he was thinking back on it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, this this works because this suits her mm-hmm. personality as well. Kind of calling out for love and that, okay. she, that love song speaks more to her than I think what he was throwing down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So there, that's uh, things I found on that German documentary. They <laughs> went, Magnus, the guy's name is Magnus, who directed it. Yeah. He, okay. they, he, was, he was a good oh, director. All right, okay. So I, I, think, I think the third takeaway from uh, this episode is watch more German documentaries. <laughs> this is the second time I found a German documentary yeah. on our... Yeah. But they're great. Send them to me. Any yeah. listeners, please send me more documentaries. So Terry Nunn, she had a like an acting career as well. She actually auditioned for Princess Leia, yeah, for, yeah, for Star right. Wars. And I've, I I watched some of the uh, some of the uh, the audition with her and Harrison oh, Ford. Really? Yeah, and it's uh, I was a, okay. I'm not gonna say I was a tiny bit creeped out. I was really creeped out because Harrison Ford would have been in his like early 30s at the time right is she like 15 she was 15 so oh i'm just God. like oh there's no way this could ever work like because she's like apollonia in godfather part one i don't know what that means oh you will <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat like from the godfather <laughs> <That's right. laughs> i'm gonna wake up with a horse's head in my bed <laughs> oh but no and um uh yeah because because she had actually left the band briefly she was in the band then left yeah and then came back after her sort of acting career didn't uh, didn't necessarily take off the way she had anticipated but uh but uh no the way the way that she sings the song with like there's longing in her voice and it, it, it's really sort of um yeah like she wants her breath taken away right like, well that second verse really hits that where it says watching i keep waiting still anticipating love yeah never hesitating to become the faded ones and so that speaks to this sort of well this is our jam it's like high school students sitting at the other corner of the cafeteria listening to these love songs I'm like yeah. yeah that'll be me yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah <laughs> one day yeah. i'm still anticipating it like you know you could probably get up off that you know picnic table and walk over and talk to somebody yeah, I could have, Bill, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I just told my class that story yeah. today. <laughs> just like, yeah, I didn't. And this is the definition of infinity. You might be close, but you're never going to reach there. Because yeah. I'm not getting up off that table. Because I know what's going to happen. Oh, exactly. I don't, I'm not a guy who can play volleyball in my jeans and my shirt yeah. off. I mean, I think I'd goose it. I think I'd not. But I might wear jammer shorts. I don't even think I'd wear a tank top. I, I'm not ready to do that. What's that guy wearing a parka? tank top? Even a quasi. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't think I'm ready for yes. it. Yeah, maybe one of those tight-fitting uh, uh, yoga shirts. shirts yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, now, like, today's version of that, yeah, is like the UV protection built yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. We've got to look out for to. the sun, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know, like, how much more can we talk about the lyrics here? Oh, I can t- my oh you want to talk more? Yeah. All right. more? Keep, okay. keep going. My, right. keep, my okay, favorite okay. part is the bridge. Well, I get yeah. a lot of favorite parts. So favorite part number one is the bridge for lyrics. Okay. Where she says, through the hourglass I saw you, in time you slipped away. So there's this sort of sense of like, oh, this is a longing and you, can, you know this isn't going to last, which yeah. is like, oh, man, that's really sad. 
And then she talks about a mirror breaking when the yeah. mirror crashed. I called you and you turned to and turned to hear you say, "This is the point where it's like he's just throwing out images." Yeah. And this is my favorite line. If only for today, I am unafraid. Like, yeah. uh, is this Are like we the lovers know no shame? <laughs> yeah, we going back to that scene, but it's the unafraid thing. Which is like, I get it, but it's such an awkward line, but it works in the to, to get the lyrics to work the way they need to for the sound, but it's so clunky, but also works so well. I am unafraid is such a great line that no one would ever say. <laughs> How are you feeling? Unafraid. I am, un- uh, I am unafraid. Yeah. You didn't want to go with fearless, huh? No, unafraid. I needed three syllables. Yeah. <laughs> But the uh, there's also like the the callback because in each of the verses and in the chorus there's the uh, and I turn to hear you say yeah but but it's it's a little bit different in in in, in the, the, bridge. the the bridge versus the verses. little more trivia for you i learned from my documentary okay (laughs) that so when the song was present so when the song was presented there was presented to other people so it was presented to the mo there's the motels there's a version a demo version by the motels and they Mm -hmm. do their version and then there was someone else from columbia they didn't name her but she wanted to rewrite it and they're like get out of here (laughs) (laughs) just i can't believe someone would want to rewrite it so terry terry nunn hears it and she's just like, this is great. I need to sing this. And when they heard her vocal, they said, she's the one. See, I thought, uh, sorry, and I don't mean to disagree with you, but I disagree with you here. Um, I thought that uh, Giorgino Mor- Mordello. Um, here we go again. He, because he, he had worked with uh, Berlin previously, he suggested bringing them in to do this song. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. that's true as well. Okay. It's just that when she heard it, she knew it would be a big hit. Uh, and so the motels had done a version of it because it was presented to them as well. Yeah. And when they heard her sing with the, the whole group of them besides Maroder, they're like, this is the one. Yeah. And so when she heard it, they said they want it more like, more staccato-like. Yeah. Where it was like watching every motion in my lover's game. But she okay. adds a little more she adds to the, it. So she talked about how she kind of yeah. brings yeah, the yeah. emotion brings in, it right? straight up the middle 80s. But then yeah. when she went to the chorus, she tried to add, like, take my breath away. Ooh, ooh. They said, stop. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just say, take my breath away. She was like, they, and so she's like, okay. So they said, no, we just want to take my breath away. No, like, vocal gymnastics no there. Syllables and there. And it was, it was the right move where it's yeah. like, and so when you listen to it, when you go back and hear take my breath away, she just says, take my breath away. And it kind yeah. of holds, mm-hmm. but that's it. And yeah. it, and it does give the, that synth bass line thing, the, yeah. the, and that should be the thing we, cause that's the thing we all think about. We hear yeah. that moving. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take my breath. I want to talk about the key change. Talk about the key change? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. You ready? Kate, do you know what a key change is? Sure. 100%. Fantastic. Can you tell us what a key change <laughs> no. is? Well, the, my Everything I know about key changes, I've learned from this podcast. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have done this you've, to you. You've learned that we don't know what key changes are then. I feel 40 some odd episodes in. That I'm ready to confidently say that there's a shift when I hear this, and the her her voice has gotten higher. She's moved up to a to a higher a different yeah, key, okay. different key, yeah. right? It's not a lower Wait. key. Mm-hmm. She didn't down key it. You no. know what I'm saying? No. She up keyed it. Yeah. And when you hear <laughs> when you hear this, it sounds like a completely different verse, but it is yeah. just the first verse yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. but the mm-hmm. way she sings it, what she adds to it. First, there's the key change, so she's she's up there because she's reaching up to those heights. Mm-hmm. 
But there's also this pause she does at the end of the lines where she says, watching every motion in this foolish lover's game. Yeah. Because that's exactly how she sings it. <laughs> then she also says, turning and returning to some secret place inside. Uh, now I'm sounding like William Shatner. Yeah. But she does something in those, and it works so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know my favorite part was the bridge, but yeah. my favorite tur part is this. My favorite test part yeah. is the whole baseline. I was going to oh. say that's my <laughs> sorry. Well, Frank, I steal I steal, part? I steal so much of your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bass that boom 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 boom. That's not even the right baseline, is it? <laughs> I think it is. Okay, I, I think it was enough. pretty close. What's your favorite part of the song? Well, I, I, well, here we go now too. We, got, I think it's just it's that it's that classic intro, that classic lead-in where it comes on. You're listening to some easy listening. Yeah. You're, you got 105.7 on yeah. in the background, <laughs> and you just like you know, and you're 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 transported back to that that yeah. time because you're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. And you close your eyes, and there's just a volleyball with a tongue <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> There is something about this is also this artifact that exists. That sound immediately just is a time machine. Yeah. Back almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Wait, no? Isn't it more than 30 years? Uh, Oh, my goodness. How old are we? (laughs) We're very old. No, no. It can't be that old. Well, is this episode still coming out in 2022? Oh like- my goodness, it is more than 30 years. This is 36 <laughs> yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. 36 years later and the the sequel is finally coming out. Tom Cruise kind of looks the same, doesn't he? He's immortal. So he's the Tom he's older than Tom Skerritt now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put this out there cuz we can. It's our podcast. Yeah. But I got issues. It's Top Gun. I want to talk about Top Gun now. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've been waiting for No, it's movie. fine. Okay. Okay. Pause on the song. Let's yeah, talk pause about the song. Yeah. Okay. There is so much sadness for me in that movie when Goose, oh, spoiler alert, reader, uh, listener, hit <laughs> <laughs> pause. Uh-oh. Goose dies. And I, like, it's so sad to me because I just saw that he has a child and a wife. I'm like, what are you doing flying? Get off the but plane. But he loved to fly. Yeah, I, he, I don't know. He wouldn't know. have it any other way, Bill. He'd, oh. he'd be back up in the air. And he he'd wouldn't love, be happy, she said. Yeah. No, no. He wouldn't like Gooses it, Gooses are made to it. fly. <laughs> Very good, Frank. Okay, that, is, that was, yeah. That is yeah. excellent. But when you're named Goose, you never get to be the real pilot. If your name's Maverick, you don't sit in the back. Seat, yeah, right? yeah, it's true. So he dies. Tom Cruise is shaving, I guess. He's sitting there, staring in the mirror. And then Tom Skerritt comes in and goes, Goose is dead. Like, uh, no, yeah, we all like, knew. It's more was... like Goose is dead. There's, there's <laughs> a much right. more dramatic pause. It's like, oh, I didn't know when he <laughs> yeah. was covered in blood and his eyes were half open. I didn't know that meant he was dead. When they brought him up in the helicopter, they didn't even... Wrap the body up just in case he had a neck injury. They just had him fly it. Like, that was an awful... That's not how you transport a body. You well, put the stretcher down. injury, right? Yeah, it's a... So... No, that's and, a good point. And if you've learned yeah. anything from watching medical yeah. dramas, you always secure the C-spine first. Exactly. Right? You got to get that thing, wrap the collar. Yeah, you're right. They just left him. Anthony Edwards in ER... Would have wrapped up a right? body oh, much okay. better. Am I now right? Here we are. Uh, he never would have let that go. Yeah. All right, so we're 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 following this tangent now. Yeah, but are, I do are, still are, wanna, are you? No, I'm not ready because Tom Skerritt comes in and he says, "Goose." Okay, Kate, I got this right. Goose, 
is dead. Yes, that was, yeah, you nailed the timing. You what's got you it. Say? <laughs> and if you do this job long enough, um, people die. Yeah, You right. got to get over it. Let them go. Like, he, <laughs> the body's still warm. He hasn't even gone to tell Meg Ryan and the child. I think, I don't know. I think he tells Meg Ryan he died, even though Meg Ryan's sitting there. And she's like, it's okay. It's like, not okay. The kid's sitting there. And Tom Skerritt says, let it go. And then Tom Skerritt, I think as soon as he can, he finds Michael Ironside and says, get him back in the air. Like, Goose's, we don't even have Goose's funeral. Yeah. No, this you're is right. ridiculous. Right. They're best yeah. friends. Like, where's the funeral? This let's get him in the air. I'm like, get him in the get air. Him up flying. You're right. No, yeah. It's pretty cutthroat. It not, is cutthroat. You know what? You know what? I want to know about those other the side pilots. of the movie I never thought about, but yeah. I, I see it. I see where you're coming from for sure. Those other pilots die at the end that they shoot, don't they? Well, yeah, but they're bad. But they're enemies. Are they yeah. Soviets? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're the enemy makes. It's the Cold War, Bill. But like, but like, <laughs> there's casualties. Least. When you're in this business long enough, people die. Unbelievable. That that ship wasn't even. That ship was in the territory of the, that country. And they just. It's somewhere over the Indian Ocean. That's all I know. Yeah. And it's like that's it's, again. Side note: I'm going to cut this out, but okay. I thought Miramar. I thought they actually were going to Burma, but it turns out Miramar <laughs> is in California. Is, I, isn't really that Myanmar? Like, that's really yeah, Myanmar. <laughs> this totally. <laughs> Which is like, oh, that's it. I just kept thinking it was Myanmar. It's Miramar. Yeah. Oh, Rambo 4 makes that yeah. right. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I had to say. Okay. All right. Uh, are we talking ER now? <laughs> well, oh, that's well, another, I mean. Well, well, Kate has another tangent with uh, Anthony Edwards or, or Goose, right? Wait. With the, because with, Slider shows up, you said. Uh, oh, the on connection. The, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So. One of the things I did early COVID days was a deep dive back into all the seasons of ER, all 15 years rewatched. And yeah, so Slider, Rick Rossovich's character, is a doctor on ER in early days with, uh, he dates Carol Hathaway before Doug Ross, before Clooney comes in and Mm -hmm. sort of steals the show. He's kind of the, he's the competing love interest. So yeah, there's that, there's that later connection with Mm -hmm. George Clooney, or no, Kidding, Anthony Edwards and, and Rick Rossovich. So are we going to, I have no problem talking about the movie more, but uh, are we going to talk about the song a little bit more? Do the song like, thing? What, sure, what, yeah. what else can okay. we, so we, we did allude to this earlier, but uh, this song was essentially the end of the band, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Terry Nunn was was all over it and said, like, because of the song, we're, we're popular, we're famous. We can tour all around the world, and ever and the other two in the band were just like, "Nope, we didn't write this. We don't like. We don't even want to perform it live." Yeah, and so John Crawford's behind all this stuff, but once this comes out, it's all about Terry Nunn. Mm-hmm. But what a vocal! She uh, does all these little things in there. Yeah, like I wonder if my love was something she added, where she says. Oh, yeah. Turn to me and say, My love. I'm like, How long do you think it took for her to get that relationship? That she didn't have for four years. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's those, if you've watched the video, it's those two creepy guys. The other dudes from the band. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, we, let, let's talk about the video a little bit, yeah. right? Is, uh, I mean, it's interspersed with scenes from the movie, but it's uh, essentially Terry Nunn in a airplane graveyard. Yeah, I think I I think it the fuselage is that the word? I was like, what is going on here? There's this busted up plane and these two creepers just like yeah. which you're right, yeah. the other guys from the band it, and just, just watching interspersed her sing. with yeah, yeah, she's singing yeah, and then their cl- insert clip of movie here yeah. kind of thing. Oh man, it's very the hairstyle was like yeah. a couple <laughs> oh, different yeah. ideas going on in there yeah, without yeah. committing to one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the 80s. Yeah, there's though, some sort of two tone zebra thing <laughs> yeah. going on, right? Oh, like this could be. Very Taylor Dane. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. I thought the Kenny Loggins Danger Zone video was bad. 
But then I saw this, like, yeah, that's a fine video. Hidden <laughs> yeah. Hog is Danger Zone. He's it's sitting like, on a bed, which is very reminiscent to the opening of Apocalypse Now, where it's like, yeah. this is not what you're supposed to be going for. Yeah. But the the airport graveyard is like, are you like, are you guys vagrants who just broke in and yeah, yeah exactly right? Like, you're gonna be, you're gonna <laughs> be out of here. Do you guys live in the junkyard? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange for you, sure. You need to send in the principal from Back to the Future to get them out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like Rooney from Ferris Bueller. Yes, yes, yes. Like, All right, we hit up that. The video is off. It was, it's I was, I, it's I, I had to stop watching it. Uh, yeah, I, was, I felt too weird watching it. And, that, and I watched the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the song won the Grammy for... Uh, Best uh, song in a movie or whatever the category is, right? Yeah. It's uh, called Best Song in a Movie. <laughs> <laughs> best Original Score. Yeah, best Original Song written for yeah. a film. So it's up against two really, really strong songs. The other two I, I really don't know terribly. Well, one's a Tony Bennett. Yeah. No, I didn't know. I, that one I didn't know. And I've never heard. I don't know. I'm not. Totally familiar with Little Shop of Horrors. Little so Shop that of one Horrors didn't really the other one. land for me, no. But this is up against like two stalwarts of like the like mid eighties sort of song universe, right? It's up against two future episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So well. <laughs> it's it's up against Glory of Love from Karate Kid Part Two by uh, Peter Cetera. His greatest song. Oh my goodness. Like because you you think about that song, it's just like, yeah, definitely. That one won for for best uh, best song in a motion picture. Much better love scene. They didn't go dirty, yeah. and they, they just kissed. <laughs> yeah. And if there was any sort of action beyond the kissing, yeah. they, the lips were locked, and we didn't have to see yeah. whatever it was they were doing. <laughs> yeah. So just going to put it out there, just for if they're going to give a, a Academy Award for love scene, yeah. I'm going to give it to Karate Kid Part 2, even yeah. though we're still, you know. Yeah. But so you, you you think Glory of Love would have won for for best uh, uh, best song in motion picture, but it was also up against um, uh, somewhere out there from American Tale, which had an even dirtier love scene in the movie. The <laughs> <laughs> so, so somewhere out there, the two mice are singing to each other, but they're yeah. brother and sister. Yeah, but they're but, singing from far away. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Even though it's a love song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but James Ingram and, and Linda Ronstadt and Linda Ronstadt who who's who's basically a Grammy machine in the in the mid to uh, late eighties right in in her duets so for this to win it had to beat out things that was should have been a shoe in yeah and if I might say for my family we were cheering for somewhere out there oh yeah because I it didn't too. have a dirty weirdo scene with tongues <laughs> <laughs> so but now I come back to it take my breath away. Was the right choice, yeah, because it works the best in the movie. Yeah, that movie, okay, is, yeah. a, is a music video, I, which is what makes a great. Okay, movie. I, I, I will disagree with you. I think somewhere out there works better in, in the movie. In Five Will Goes, uh, in uh, American Tale, not Five <laughs> Will Goes. Plus. The great part is, I haven't seen American Tale since nineteen eighty something, but we know right just as you said that is you've seen American Tale several times. Oh and yeah, thought about this. Absolutely, I've seen it several times. Oh, this is. Uh, all right, Kate. Kate, do you think the love theme works better in Top Gun over Frank's bizarre choice? I think it works better than American Tale. I think it does. Well, you can think wrong uh, all you but, want. <laughs> but I think it's a toss-up. Like, I can see. I wonder if maybe it's it's a Karate Kid 2 thing. Like, we're we're not... We're not talking about Karate Kid. We're not talking about the original. Maybe that's why. Like yeah. it's 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 not the original love interest now. It's the girl um, in Okinawa now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's the only reason why I would maybe go. Like I mean, put it against Top Gun Maverick coming out this year, and now when we're talking about a sequel, then maybe. But yeah. that's the only thing. Maybe it's we've got an original and not a. I, I I think I think it's safe to say though. Like all three songs are fantastic. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Yeah. Had they come out in different years, all three probably would have won. Yeah. yeah I wonder if there's a vote splitting Yeah, somewhere out there in Glory of Love. Yeah. But this song is so powerful. Yeah. It is. Like, it, yeah, was, yeah. A, it was number one. I thought Glory of Love was number one as well. But yeah. this was just... As a love theme, like, this is, yeah. this is a powerful Well, and, and I, think, I think it sort of fits better in sort of that 80s aesthetic, right? Like, with yeah. the, uh, you know, 
volleyballs in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting away from that. We're no, never, we're not. We're never, Kate, no. take us to the cover versions, okay. please. Well, so what, I mean, okay, so... Again, I've listened to episodes, and I know one of the questions that comes up sometimes is, could Michael Bolton cover this song? I don't think so. Could Jessica Simpson? Yes, because she did. She did. Jessica Simpson loved this song so much so that she recorded it herself. Yeah, she she, didn't she refer to it as like the the sort of theme song of her marriage to it, Nick this, Lachey. Uh, I read so song weird. during her first kiss with Nick Lachey. Oh, this wow. was the song in the background. It's awful. That's so I mean, weird. I think that marriage ended. It did, so yeah. I mean, when I started looking up just cover versions of Take My Breath Away, yeah. that hers was definitely the top of the list. So who who would you who would you like to hear cover this? <laughs> who would I like to hear cover it? Oh, that's harder. Yeah, um, ah. I mean Brian Adams because <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah, I, I think he could do it. He has got that little other, bit of rasp to his voice, and just like when he yeah. brings it down a touch. <laughs> that's a good call. A I female? Um, I don't know. There's only one answer for that. Yeah. If you listen to Pat our Benatar? episodes, you no. <laughs> if you've listened to the episodes, you know who I'm thinking about. Oh, oh, CRJ. Yeah. <laughs> so we affectionately know that. would kill that song. <laughs> I think it can only be done by a male. I think that Terry Nunn's version is so good that you just can't touch it. The Brian Adams would be interesting. Yeah. Brian Adams was thought about for Danger Zone. That's right. Yeah. Oh, want to be okay. attached to and military. And Corey Hart movie. was too. Oh, Corey Hart would have done a great Danger Zone. Yeah. Not a good take my breath away. I think <laughs> Brian Adams could do it. This is so iconic that it needs to be put up in a rafter. It's like, nope, sorry, you don't get yeah, to do this. Can't touch and it. Yeah. when American Idol comes out or European Idol where they've done versions, like, no, it's in the rafters. Do you see? You don't get to wear that number. Yeah. Why don't you do a different song? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do that Tony Bennett song that also did <laughs> yeah, No one knows it yeah. anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, uh, other categories. What are uh... mixtape? Mixtape. So, which 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 way are we going on the mixtape? Because I went two ways on the mixtape. You can swing both ways. (laughs) (laughs) I had a similar problem. I couldn't land on a theme for my mixtape, like classic love song, like eighties love songs. So I went feel and and straight literal um, theme. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So if if we go if we go feel, I just died in your arms tonight. Cutting crew, uh, lady in red. Oh, I took that off the list. Christopher. Oh, you had that. I think on I your had list? that on my list. Oh, look at that. And I cut it. You know what? No, you know what? Let I, I'm gonna let the guests go first because I I always take everybody else's songs. No, no, no. But okay. Well, I went kind of '80s love song theme. Yeah. Oh, and now I'm repeating myself with Brian Adams, but please forgive me, Brian Ooh, Adams. Very good, very good. Uh, I want to know what love is. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Very strong. Are you, you're still with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie, another movie hit, Almost Paradise. Oh. Yeah, uh, Footloose. Footloose. Good call. Oh, I missed that one. Reno. Okay. I got, I got three more. Okay. <laughs> uh, can't Fight This Feeling. A little okay. REO Speedwagon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Future episode. Um, All Night Long, Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I could go for that. All I see I is those two it. tongues. <laughs> no, <laughs> please. And then not really related, just because I was talking with Aiden about, and Aiden's much more musically knowledge than I am, and she's like, that could be a, oh, okay, who could cover? I couldn't come, like, so that could be a Cindy Lauper song. So I put oh, Time okay. After Time by oh, Cindy Lauper on my mixtape as well. Oh, that's good. That's what would fit, right? On mm-hmm. Before you had to flip the tape, tape over. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The number of songs. Are we flipping the tape over to Frank's version now? Okay. Well, okay, do we do we, do we want to go uh, same feel or do we want to go my literal? Let's go feel because I got feel and then I want your literal. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I said uh, Died in Your Arms Tonight, Cutting Crew. Uh, Lady in Red, Krista Berg. 
Uh, Hungry Eyes, Eric Carmen, also from uh, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, this and this, I don't know, maybe this is just followed it up, but Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. And then we close it, close the side off with Up Where You, uh, Up Where We Belong, Joe Cocker. All right, you gone for those Jennifer movies, Jennifer Warrens. Yeah, that's a big There's, movie theme. Yeah, well, I kind of started down that path because I was like, Well, breath, right? And then I was like, Which is a bodily function and then i went body parts i had I, I hungry that, eyes i think that's why i, I went with the eyes there like, i was like okay where are we going with that but i couldn't well dave said like oh the oh god the police you know every breath well, you yeah. take yeah. if we and then i was like well then there's the weekends version but yeah that's right breath. yeah yeah oh don't wait the weekends oh, come out again yeah <laughs> yeah so we can taken from this I, I was looking to see if they gave any credit to i don't know if there's any Georgia connection yeah, i don't know yeah. but anyways bill you're we okay you had a take I got, down, I got a down temple synth song <laughs> well that's I the have, theme right there <laughs> down tempo <laughs> Drive by the Cars. Oh, that was almost on my list. And then uh, a bit of an out there one, but Only You by Joshua Radden, not the Yazoo one. Oh, yeah. But the Joshua Radden has that's, a feel to yeah, it yeah, that yeah. I think works. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. It's kind of out there. Like, I feel like there's something okay. there. Oh, this gets kind of weird, but <laughs> Carly Simon coming around again. Do you remember that song? Not know, really, no, no, sorry. that's not, it's a lesser known for me. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beauty. Yeah. That was what I had, but now that I hear these others, like, oh, yeah. well, I think we could make a mixed. We could make a mixtape of these songs, put it in the show notes. You could follow on Spotify. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to be in the show you notes. Get your or, or, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I should make it on our YouTube. We got to get a YouTube channel. I think we do. Yeah. yeah. Actually, well, that leads to my t-shirt topic. Right. Because yes. I'm probably the only guest who had to think about their wardrobe before coming, given that okay, so podcasting's... <laughs> we'll get back to your mix but yeah like even though podcasting's not really a visual medium i was like i'm the only person i'm who has probably not one but two custom-made top gun t-shirts yeah and i had to actually think about which one i was gonna wear tonight. which was tonight's was tonight is talk to me goose yeah as opposed to duck duck goose duck duck goose which will be when we do the danger zone yeah 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 well you will be coming back for danger <laughs> yeah I remember seeing the Duck Duck Goose and looking at it like, uh, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you, when you uh, go to our uh, Instagram page, you'll you'll see a picture of the uh, of of Kate's uh, Talk That's to right. Goose T-shirt. Yeah. 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 yeah, if my sister's listening, thank you, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming that she is. She made the shirt. We're pretty famous. Oh yeah, and I sent her the link to the yeah. Episode. Oh, the, there we go. Direct yeah. to her inbox yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, Frank. Oh, is okay, it my Frank. turn again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went very literal with the breathe theme. Okay. And uh, we, we talked about uh, every breath you take. That's a little bit too on the nose. So that's that's a B-side on, on, on my mixtape for sure. But um, Lose Your Breath, Destiny's Child. Uh, breathe, Faith Hill. Oh, I was thinking oh, wow. about that. Breathless, The Cores. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> yes. I, it took me a this second, but a I got it. Song. I got it. The Mutt Lang Shania Twain. Uh, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Breathing by Kate Bush. So, um, Okay, good. That's yeah. a good song. Yeah, yeah. And uh, The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. Wow. I, I got something to, I got two to add to yours. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me sing it. And this is, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> you can Let play me, the music too. You, you, you name me this, you name me this song. You name me this band. Lift our hands to heaven and pray. I pray that we'll be back. Are you not getting that? Okay. Keep going. Keep going. How can I fall when you just won't give me reason? Oh, shoot. I should know this. Want me to tell you the name of that band? Yes. Amy Grant? Breathe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, here, it came. It's actually Great the man. second one that came up when I Googled it. <laughs> Definitely future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless we get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not possible because our advertisers can't touch us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With so many mixtapes that we can have. Yeah. yeah, we put out a four CD set just yes. now. It's a box set. What other category? We already talked about the, the our Hallmark movie is on the making of the song. The making of the song. <laughs> and it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be about a Ferrari mechanic. Yeah. Small town Ferrari mechanic. Small town Ferrari. <laughs> Big city executive. Yeah. Goes back. Kate, what else do you have for us? Oh, on? man. What else? What haven't we talked about? Yeah. I don't know. We feel hit like we've lot. covered a lot. Can we talk about that? Like, if you're going to hit on a girl, don't walk into the girl's bathroom to like try to make your move? That's not appropriate. Yeah, that's... I don't think that... I, again, that was... Uh, you know, it made sense in the 80s, maybe. Yeah, and it follows the like serenade. Like That's the real... Like If you're going to hit on a girl, are you going to serenade her? <laughs> In the bar. The Righteous so, Brothers? Yeah. Go with, yeah. yeah. And if you go on a date with a girl, do you put your arm around your friend's wife the entire time and <laughs> while your other friend is just playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano with his kid on top of it? He should have stayed at that piano. Is my friend's wife Meg Ryan? Meg Ryan. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, Meg Ryan. While Meg They're Ryan's the, yeah. talking about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Whatever his name is, Pete, Tom Cruise. Pete Mitchell. Yeah, Maverick. Pete Mitchell. Talking about like that's. Uh, this is why I don't go out on dates and invite Meg Ryan. <laughs> so it's awkward that Frank has his arm around me right now in the Winchester. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Kitsch. <laughs> there's also uh, I also have, there's a humming version of this song in the movie, which is really good, and that's in his uh, the scene where he's. I think he's going to see her for the first time. Okay. She's humming. Okay. But I couldn't oh. find that. I yeah. think I could if I really got into the YouTube search. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. You get deep enough you into find. the YouTube <laughs> search. You can... So are we going to land this plane? Ooh. Let's <laughs> land the plane but without plane. me breaking my neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is such a great movie. It is a really good movie. It is. Like... I, I can't say enough about how much the movie is surprising for that there's not cartoonish bad guys. The bad yeah. guys are faceless, nameless yeah, they're, they're planes. Yeah, they're kind of really ambiguous, right? Yeah, and the relationship between Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise and the mm-hmm. others is really interesting because watching it, I'm on Val Kilmer's side. Like He shouldn't have done that weirdo vertical turn your plane yeah. upside down thing while the other guy's having a panic attack yeah right yeah, he should yeah, have been yeah. near that guy and then also val kilmer's right about all the choices yeah. tom cruise well, what's his name pete mitchell pete, pete, mitchell. pete, pete no, mitchell no you're no you're yeah, well, Matt, right. ice, yeah cause, cause ice man yeah ice cold that and now when, yeah yeah and he doesn't fly ice cold at the end at all he's cries like a baby the whole time <laughs> at the end but that's a different thing yeah. but Iceman. Has the thing where he says that we all like goose. It was like a big cougar. deal. We all like cougar. Cougar. Oh no, no. you're sorry. Yeah, we he all like, like goose. He liked cougar, cougar as well. Cougar's the reason That's they right. got in. That's to right. Flight to the yeah. To, in but the first there's place. a scene where he says we all like goose. Yeah. He looks yeah. at him. It's such a weird scene because it also plays to these two men who can't talk about their emotions. Well, that's yeah. a what a. It is way better than I realized, and it's like. I'm really upset that they killed Goose. Yeah. <laughs> That's the it's like, way. Do you think they'll bring Goose back to life in this one? No. Like they would in a Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> I well, hope they don't do what Fast and Furious yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't want to give too much away, but Goose's son is in this. Yeah, movie. the whole that's the whole thing. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, really? Goose, yeah. it's Goose's son. Yeah, He's the guy on the piano. Yeah, yeah, Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Tom Cruise is gonna die? I think Tom Cruise is. He's gonna die in the piano crash. <laughs> 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 so he could die like his father died, off screen. Saving the life of Goose's kid. That's right. Yeah. Oh no! How many times has Tom Cruise died in a movie and stayed dead? 
Because he died a lot in that movie. Edge where of he, Tomorrow? Yeah, that was yeah. a great movie. He died like a Tom. thousand times in that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. It's a good movie, yeah. What? Okay, name me a movie where Tom Cruise dies. I can't think of one. I can't either. Interview the Vampire, but he becomes a vampire. Uh-uh. But that's awesome. <laughs> it's not really dead. He's undead. I didn't like that movie at all. Is it, yeah, if he's a Dracula, he's not dead. Okay, let's yeah, think. I mean, uh, he, he, it's the opposite in any of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah. So he should die. I didn't see the mummy, times, but he doesn't. Yeah, I didn't see the mummy. Yeah, it's better that you didn't. So, <laughs> listeners, write into us and tell us <laughs> if there's a movie that Tom Cruise died in and stayed dead. Like, please let us know because we are racking our brains here. And then don't send me a message after. Don't spoil Top Gun. Top Gun harder. Yeah, Top Gun harder. <laughs> All right, Kate, it has been so fun to talk about both the song and the movie with you. Yeah, this has been fantastic. Oh, and I've, I've it's been a lot of fun for me too. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And if I can, if I can speak on Bill's behalf, that uh, having you here and talking uh, about on this episode about the the the, the song and the movie, um, you have quite literally taken my breath away. I have nothing left to give. That oh my god, ending. that's a good quote. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's a So before we, we dive into this, uh, what part of the podcast is your favorite that I'm involved in? Oh, well, I mean, the part the, at the beginning and the end and the middle, for sure. I was looking more specifically for like a compliment just for me. Oh, for you. Well, um, you did a great job with the mics, getting everything set up earlier tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Kate, have you seen The Good Son where the mom has to hold Macaulay Culkin and the other kid over the mountain and has to choose which one to let go of? If it was me and Frank, which one of us would you let go of? Maybe we should get back on track. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs>